You're listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast, a space for moms who are on the wild ride of motherhood while navigating their grief journey. Here are your hosts. I'm Rashida, a motherless mom of a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Yep, that is two under four. And I'm Kara, a motherless mom with a three-year-old, an angel baby, and one on the way. Let's dig in. Hello, listeners, and we are back. What? Yes. (laughs) No real anything here other than a big old fucking welcome back, Kara. What, what? She's back. She's back. I have missed her. I have missed her so terribly so. And for you listeners... I have asked very few questions in between as she's been getting used to, that's my wine glass, uh, (laughs) as she has been getting used to becoming mom of two and all of those things. I've asked very little questions so that I could ask them on the podcast and get, you guys can get my organic reactions. So this is live, not live, but it's real, you know, it's real. It's it's edited live. Yeah. Uh, So I have, (laughs) I have checked in on her, of course. Yeah. But Kara, how are you? Oh my gosh, you guys. Rashida, we're doing so good. I cannot believe all things considered, and we'll get into it, but like, I can't believe I'm so freaking happy. Joy. I told you. Yes. I mean, I, okay. As now a boy mom, I have a girl, now we have a boy. Uh-huh. I understand it. Like, it like hit me like a ton of like smack in the face. I was like, holy fuck, I've never loved. I, I'm like, sorry, Brian. Oh yeah. I've never loved a, a boy so much in my life. And now oh, yeah. everyone else, you're done, you're gone. Not you uh-huh. know, like this boy is my I get it. It's a different kind of love. I get it. It's it a just, different kind of love. Oh God, he just melts my heart. And like uh-huh. this is this is really strange. But uh, I like don't mind the midnight, 2 a.m., 4 a.m. feedings. Like mm-hmm. Cause I, I think like maybe this time around, you just understand that it's all that it go, it's fleeting. Yeah. It ever, all of these moments are so fleeting and they're so, mm-hmm. I have to, I just cherishing it so much more this time around. Mm-hmm. So we are, we're doing so good. We're having, Brooks and I are having a wonderful maternity leave, Yay! um, just soaking up. I, I don't get, I tell him. <laughs> I tell him like Brooks, I can't get anything done with you because we just sit on the couch and I just, you know, hang out, you know, yes. great. Do As nothing. you're supposed to, yes. I told you something, the second maternity leave is like, like I still daydream about it. Like it was, <laughs> yes. it was so, I could see that. Yes. Like it was so like, it's all of the, the good stuff, yeah. all the snuggles, all yes. of the, like all of it, like, but none of the like straight up anxiety that you have being an, a first time mom. Like right. you're not one of my best friends is going through, or she's, her kid is four weeks old now, first time mom. And she is like, so anxious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like too removed from, from all of that anxiety now. And I'm like, I don't know what she's so anxious about. Like, girl, just chill. Yeah. Because I've had two kids. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I know. second one hits different. It it truly does. Our neighbors, next door neighbors have a newborn four weeks old as well. And they are just like, oh my God, she's cluster feeding and her husband took off as well. And, and Mm -hmm. they're just like, I don't know how you just do it with one. And I'm like, you'll be fine. You'll get through it. You know, it is, it just hits so different. So it's been great. We're, we're having a great time. (laughs) I always, I like feel guilty about it, you know? (laughs) Oh, that's how I felt. Not too guilty. Yeah. It was, oh gosh. Yeah. I just crushed. I watched 
all of, I started like the Chicago, do you ever watch Chicago fire or heard of Chicago fire PD and med? I've heard it's of it, like, but I don't watch yes. it. No. Well, there's also like, I think between the three franchises, probably like 600 episodes. Oh, and I started it. I started it. Cause and I found this website that tells you how to watch them. Cause like, it starts with, <laughs> oh yeah. It starts with Chicago fire and Chicago fire was on for like two years. And then they like brought in Chicago PD and uh-huh. then like, those two ran for like two years and then they brought in Chicago Med. So like, if you don't watch it in the right order, you can't just like, cause then they do like crossovers. I'm oh, like nerding out. Yeah. Right. You, are, you can't you just are. like, you can't just watch all of one franchise. <laughs> And then the next, because nothing will line up. So I found this website that told me which <laughs> the order to watch it all in. And That's I awesome. crushed that during my maternity leave. It was also COVID too. So like you really, oh, weren't, yeah. you weren't doing, you're doing, I wasn't doing nothing. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. No. I was drinking wine at three o'clock yes. and hanging out with my baby and, and pumping your, fabulous. pumping your tits off and pumping my tits off for my donor babies. Yeah. Yes. So that's awesome. Kara, tell yeah. all our listeners baby's name. Oh yeah. Brooks, James Baldwin, BJB. He's got the same initials as his daddy. And yeah, Brooks. What were, what were his stats? He is nine pounds, even 21 inches long, born at seven fifty. Oh my God. No, my God. What time was he born? Holy shit. Wait, you went Ellie at was noon. born at night. He was born at 1250. Oh 1252? 12, maybe 1251. Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm like 1252. No, no, no. Wait, Dom was 1252. Let me see here. Right? No, Tom was 1232. 1250 PM. Okay. 1250 there you go. Okay. smack on the nose. Yeah. 12, yes. Because you yeah. went in at noon. Well, so I went in, it was weird because I went, I was supposed to have the baby for a scheduled C-section on January 4th mm-hmm. and went in at 6.30 AM and they get me prepped and ready. We got Ellie off to school. My in-laws are at the house and or were, were, no, they were coming in still. And so we got Ellie off to school. I'm at the hospital. Um, we're just waiting around, you know, I'm get Brian and I are giving it, giving each other shit about what each other's hair nets look like, because he it was just like really pissing me off the way his well, hair you net, were like literally in gowns, in gowns, ready yes. to go back. He was scrub. Okay. He was in scrubs. I would like, when you get a C-section, they give you some medicine, like, like, like a heartburn medicine and um, a Tylenol and just to like help fight off maybe initial infection or something like that. And mm-hmm. then heartburn because you're laying so flat, mm-hmm. you know, just to help with anything like that. So yeah, they gave me all that medicine and, and then they took my, blood CBC panel and gave me a COVID swab, you know, negative on the COVID. And it was like taking a long time. And they're like, the anesthesiologist came in and talked to us and they're like, yeah, we're we're just trying to figure out your blood. So they had to be very specific about my blood because with my first C-section, I lost a lot of blood Mm -hmm. and needed two transfusions. So knowing that having that, having that history, they were like, we gotta, we gotta make sure that we have her blood type on, on deck. Should this happen again? Well, there was an, an unidentified antibody in my blood Mm -hmm. called antibody little E. So they sent me home. (laughs) They fuck it. Who could, who the fuck gets sent home, gets sent home from a scheduled C-section this bitch. Okay. So (laughs) me, me. So yeah, I went home. Our dreams are, we're like, what in the hell? Like what? They were just like, all right, take off your gown and your hat. 
shots and you're like, yeah, they started like unhooking the the IV and they're like, yeah, we don't, we need to, we need to send your blood to the red cross and we need to have them take a look at it and identify this antibody because we need to make sure that we have, we can find blood. That's a match for yours. Should something happen. And I'm just like, I'm at, I'm at Missouri Baptist, ma'am. Like, this isn't like a small hospital, you know, like this is a thriving medical center, you know, a a medical system. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not just one hospital. Like it's a system. Yeah. Right. It BJC. Okay. Yes. You know, like some of the best hospitals anyway. So we got sent home, went to lunch and they were just like, (laughs) yeah, I was just like, and was, you know, get some meats. Went and I went and picked up Ellie and she was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I know that I, we're going to baby's not coming today, honey. And yeah, it was wild. So I would have been so pissed. I was just like shook. I like, I was like in disbelief. I was like, I can't believe this happened. Also kind of nervous. I was like, does this antibody, like, is this something with the baby? Is this like, what, is it yeah, harming where him? did they like, find out? Like, where did it come from? They don't know for sure, but they think okay. that it is something that maybe happened in my blood transfusion with Ellie after oh, Ellie. But okay. the weird thing is, is I've had blood panels drawn several times before, and this is As never you do presented. When you're pregnant. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's never presented itself. Not even the one that I had like back early, you know, in September or so. So like maybe because they weren't testing for that. Like, I don't know. Maybe those blood panels are like to make sure you're still pregnant and you're in like, and your glucose yeah. is good. And like all of those things like that, maybe they didn't do like a, Oh yeah. I did I take know. that glucose. Yeah. The glucose test. Like that's when they so draw like, blood too. Maybe they, yeah. And that's like so pretty like, late on. Yeah. Like, maybe I don't know. They, all of that sort of like specific stuff that right. they didn't, didn't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we, well, we asked those questions and they were like, we don't know why it just, it just showed up. And I was like, okay. Like, and so they're like, there's no harm to baby. Like everything's fine. Sure. We just need to, it was purely just to make sure that they don't know why you it happened. The same, yeah. Yeah. So woke up the next morning and I was like, there's no way that they've figured out why or the match or found a match or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they did. As I called to the doctor, well, the doctors called me at like 9am and they're like, I'm sorry, at, at like 830, whatever. Semantics. In the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They called me real early in the morning. Shmeet and they're 30, like, shmeet 30. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They were like, you're good. Come on in, get here by nine 30 and uh, you're having this baby today. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, it's all good. We got your blood. It's here. We're blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, okay, right. cool. So we show up and yeah, it happened. I went through the same rigmarole, saw different nurses and I was bummed because I really, I mean, they're all fantastic, but I like the girls mm-hmm. that I was talking to the other day before and had to get repoked again. I had like several, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, all the IV tracks but like track marks <laughs> I had a lot Felt like it. you did mm-hmm. they can't you have bad veins I guess they Me couldn't too. I, mean, I, do I don't too. know I guess they like couldn't find I don't know but I had a lot with them for whatever reason yeah I like I don't have like good veins. So then we go through and uh, you know, I was so nervous and everyone was so sweet. And I was like crying, like crying on the OR table. And like, they were like trying to stick the, well, they were using, when you get a C-section, you have a spinal. Mm-hmm. And that was so strange because like you feel the needle, like I felt it in my spinal cord or in my back, I guess. Oh, wait, did like, you, you had an epidural with your no spinal. No, wait with Ellie though. Did you have an epidural spinal? Really? Okay. Yeah. Cause you kind of feel the epidural. I think a, it's a, a spinal is like, you really feel it, but you could, but you kind of feel the epidural, like wiggling in there. Yeah. Like the needle, not the needle, the, medicine. But like the, the catheter, like the catheter that yes. they like stick in there. They like 
tell you, like, if you feel yeah, they, feelable, yeah. something, something. Yeah. They, no, they <laughs> did that with know. me too. They did that with me too. And, and I don't know, I think the difference is like with a spinal versus an epidural, like maybe a spinal, you're completely numb from like the chest yes. down the versus an epidural. Like the hot, like obviously, cause they're getting ready to cut you open. Like the spinal yeah. is like the high, the good shit. Yeah. And I think an epidural must be like lower the lower uh, shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but it's the same deal. Like the catheter. <laughs> medical professionals yeah. here, guys, <laughs> <laughs> the good shit and the lower, and the shit. lower shit with yes. the track marks. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it was so weird. They were like, they would wiggle it to the left and my left leg would go numb. And I was like, Oh, my leg. And she's like, what really? And I'm like, what do you mean? What really? I'm like, what? like, anyway, I was like hunched over and just like started sobbing. And the first, the, the nurse first assistant, I think she was so sweet. She's like, what, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't want to die. And she's like, Oh, You're not- <laughs> I know, I'm glad we can laugh about it, but I was so scared. I didn't want, I didn't want to, I think needles in your back. Like I was, a, I, each time, which I'm pro epidural, like give me the drugs. Yeah. But each time I was like, sl- not with Parker. Cause she was coming so fast. I was like, give me the juice. Yeah. But with Dom, I was like, what if they hit something wrong and I'm paralyzed forever? I know. I, know. Like, I mean, that's so, a, very, a lot of fears. That's a very real concern. Yeah. Well, and then I was more also concerned about like bleeding out, but you know, like yes. with like, you know, and I didn't want to have to go through that again, but, but didn't, I was all good. Uh, they took my tubes. So she, Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. You're she done. Is, she is. I am off a medication free, just free balling <gasps> over here. My face is like, sounds amazing. I know. I know. Well, wait, so will I, you never have a period again? No, unfortunately that still fucking happens. Like I'm like, okay. But you know, I guess like I'm maybe too, I don't know. I didn't ask questions when, when they asked me when I was pregnant, they're like, do you want to do this? I was like, maybe, you know, we're, cause we're, we knew we, we were going to be, this is it. Like our family's complete. Mm-hmm. She getting too old to be pregnant and having kids. So yeah. Uh, and, and two, two is plenty. Yeah. Two is great. You know, I, Anyway, Who's plenty. Yeah, I could. I, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm fit for that. For that hood, <laughs> that is amazing. Anyway, so anyway, baby no boy. Tubes. Okay. Yeah, they they took my tubes and baby boy arrived and he was perfect and beautiful and screaming and adorable <laughs> and I mean I have never I didn't have this feeling that I had with this time around I didn't have this feeling with Ellie it was like pure afterwards like in my hospital room and I was like telling the doctors I was like I don't know like what's going on but I am like euphoric right now I am so happy I've never been so happy in my life and they're all just like okay all right I'm like no but seriously like I have like. <laughs> the joy that was like, just like what it really boils down to is I have never felt that level of joy. I haven't felt that level of happiness and joy in two years since before my mom uh-huh. died. And uh-huh. I was like, I, like, I was like, oh, all came rushing back in. And I was like, this is tight. This is awesome. Give me this baby. Let's do this. Oh yeah. That's how I felt. I was straight up euphoric. Like that is, that is also the way to describe it. And again, I think it just has a lot to do with like, you get to just be extremely present, like extremely like proud of your body for what it just did. Like, yes, you, and this time around for you, like it was a planned C-section. Ellie was not, Ellie was an emergency C-section. So like you went in thinking one thing was going to happen and your whole world changed. And then, then your whole world didn't change because you became a mom for the first time. Like, yeah, this was just a different, it was planned. You went in, bing, bang, boom, baby boy came out. Yep. Big baby boy, nine pounds. Yeah. Woof, woman. Yeah, I know. I know. 
He's hungry. Nine, nine pounds, that yeah. boy. Oh that my boy. God. I know. God, he's huge. He's wearing Big six old. to nine month clothing right now. He's two months old. <gasps> yeah. Chunkers. He's that so, chunkers. Oh God. Yummy. <laughs> but I think like, yeah, it was, and excuse my coughing guys. I am getting over the vid. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> we will get to the fucking COVID. Sweet Jesus. We got a um, lot. God. But yeah, I just think there is something to, yeah. Second time around, you went, you knew what, what, what was supposed to happen, happened. You went in, yeah, got your C-section. It went better than you planned, like better than people had planned for. Right. And then you got this sweet, amazing baby. Like that. I was, I, I too was just like, (gasps) and you're like done being pregnant to be done being pregnant. Yes. That second time. Sweet Jesus. You know, it's like a little bit bittersweet. It's, it's Uh awesome. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, oh, I'm never gonna. Looking back though, now where I'm at now, I'm just like, mm, I'm fine with this. <laughs> I fluctuate. I fluctuate. Like my neighbor just asked today because we were finally fucking outside again. Two yeah. weeks of quarantine over here, so we were outside, and our neighbor came over, and I was like, Whoop, we got COVID. But so we're like out there talking six feet away, and they were like, so you guys want any more? Because like Dan and Parker like running around in our cul-de-sac, and I was like, yeah. yeah. No, no. And Ben's like, no, fuck no. Ben's yeah. Like, mm, I'm not re- like I, I am ready to say no, but not ready to say no. It's really strange. I know. Like I like I'm I do not think I could survive another pregnancy. Like right. I still have nightmares about my pregnancy with Pete. Like yeah. it was just atrocious on so many levels. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know if my marriage could survive another me pregnancy. I don't know if Ben could survive now taking care of two kids full time while I'm trying to grow the third. Right. And so I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. And we're, what you will find is that when Brooks is like, "Mm, like nine months. Yeah. I could see that. Things start to get easier. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're going to start to be like, Oh, I wish. No, things start to get easier Mm -hmm. because then he can start interacting with Ellie. And so then you can get, then you start getting like sweet little pockets of time. Like it starts as like maybe a minute, like where Ellie can entertain him for a minute. And that allows you to go pee in peace. Like then it becomes like, oh, okay. He's, he's now like one and everything Ellie does, he's laughing at. So now Ellie's eating that up. Yeah. And now you get five minutes to yourself and that's yes. like enough for you to make a cup of coffee. Right. And so like, you know, like, and so like, it starts to get like now Parker and Dom can keep each other entertained for like a solid 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, wow. That's huge. Yeah. You're entering, you are folks, you're entering the sweet zone. Like, oh my God, you're going to be able to leave the room. You I mean, can't, I can't, can. well, I mean, somehow, somehow when moms, when a mom goes to pee, every child within like a 30 mile radius knows that a mom is peeing and needs and to not be in the bathroom alone. Yeah. And dog. But I say that to say before nine months, I was like, well, it's already hard. So like, yeah, I want another one. I want a third. I want all the babies. And I, again, I was so the euphoria I felt with pee did not wear off for a very long time. Oh, good. Good. Cause I, I love, it, I love didn't, it. It didn't like, and I wouldn't even like, I'm like, I don't want to say it, it never wore off. I'm still euphoric. I'm not euphoric, but I'm so 
happy with the two babies that I have. And I look at them and I'm still like happy. Yeah. Yeah. But all that to say something happens around nine months where they start to like, actually like, and Brooks will actually start to notice Ellie as a person. Yeah. Like that's a part of his family. Right. Right. It's you know, so, it's so cute. And I don't know if this happened. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I was gonna say. And so like now I'm like, I don't know if we'll have I don't know. A third would be so weird because we're getting into we're like cruising into yeah. to to it's it's all right. Altitude. Yes. Yeah. You're going to Disney World soon. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like we're cru- <laughs> we're cruising into like, OK, yeah, OK. <laughs> oh, that's I know I I it's crazy to me how the way Brooks looks at Ellie immediately. And, you know, I get it. He heard her voice nonstop while he was mm. in the mm-hmm. womb. So it makes sense that like, he would like recognize her, but the way he, she talks to him and she's madly in love with this boy as well. And she's such a great big girl helper, but like, did this happen with, with P and Dom? Like, like whenever he would talk, like all of a sudden she would just be like, Oh, and like, start looking at him. It's like, and now she worships the ground he walks on. Oh God. I love that. So much. like, and they're even, you're going to have to watch because (laughs) Ellie, Ellie and Brooks are what four years apart. Yes. Four and some change. Uh So then by the time Brooks starts, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts walking early Uh because of that Parker walked at 10 months. Oh my God. Because of Dom. And you can't tell Parker Dinehart that she is not also a four-year-old boy. Yeah. Now there's nothing you can like, you can't, you cannot tell her that she too cannot do all the things Dom could do. She has, again, those second kids hit different. Yes. Hold on to your hat, sister. I, well, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> we are super in for it. I already know, especially They have boys. no fear. They have yeah. no, like they, like they see their older sibling. Yeah. And especially a boy, they see their older sibling do it. And they're like, there's no reason I can't as well. And you're like, right. no, sis, no. there is a reason you can't. <laughs> no, you're one, you a baby. Oh my God. So, that's also fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. also just like, <gasps> right. Chill out. You're a baby. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's yeah. Ellie will be five mm-hmm. by the time he's one. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Expect for him from him, for him to go from like nine months to basically a two-year-old. Oh my God. No, stay a baby forever. I know. I know. I and it's wild. It yeah. is absolutely wild. <laughs> so yeah, we, in the hospital, everything was amazing. And that first night was just like pure joy. Brian was just beaming with like, he's got his little buddy. Yeah. The blues game was on. We turned that on and we're like, Oh, it's Brooksy's first blues game. You know, like love hockey. He's going to be a hockey player, you know, for the, on day two, like whether they're 24 hours old or something, they take them back for their circumcision. And so he went back. Side note guys, Kara sent me an unsolicited text that said uncircumcised wings are so weird. Okay. First of all, (laughs) They, it looks like a turtle it tail. Me, it made me giggle. I was like, welcome to mother. Welcome to boy. Motherhood. I, I, I texted. I was like, I have a few boy mom friends. And I was like, did you guys, have you guys seen this before? Like, why does no one talk about this? Like, what I didn't see the, it. You to, didn't to think when I think of like, did I, was I, I don't know. I had to have seen it because I changed this diaper. Well, I don't know. Well, I didn't change his diaper. Cause I was like, I couldn't get out of bed, you know, like in, mm-hmm. And so they're getting ready to wheel him back. And I was like, wait, her, her, the nurse's name was Angel, which is so fitting, and which we'll get into. But you're like, hey, Angel. I was like, let me see. Let me see. Angel. I was like, I have a weird question to ask. She's like, why is it, honey? And I'm like, can I see his wiener before you go? Can I see his penis before he goes and gets circumcised? And she's like, 
oh yeah, it's your son. Absolutely. And I was like, cool. And so she, I did his little diapy and I was like, that's what it looks like. It looks like a turtle tail. I forgot that I texted you that. I'm so glad <laughs> you remind, so, remember like, that. It's so, so little. Bitty, you're like, ah! <laughs> I was like, I've never seen baby dick before, but oh my God. No. It's weird. It is Especially weird. I've yep. never seen uncircumcised wieners either. So like, anyway, so it was strange. Him. So they took him back and they're like, you know what? Is it like, we're going to, we're going to, this is going to happen. And um, we're going to keep him back there for a little bit to make sure that the bleeding stops. I and mean, why don't you and dad like rest and get some hot lunch? This might be the last hot lunch for a while. So we were like, okay, all right. So mm. it's like, you know, it's like he went back around like 1030. It's 1130, 1230. And we're both kind of like, this is kind of taking a while, but mm-hmm. like, whatever, you know, like Angel was coming in and she was like, so, you know, checking in and like, everything's fine. She's like, so, you know, everything's okay. But we just noticed that, you know, it was one, this one little area, it, it's not, it hasn't stopped bleeding. And we're like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah. So, you know, we're just, we're just going to keep him back there a little bit longer. She's like, just relax, you know, and you know, we'll be up if, you know, we'll keep him back here when you're ready, call me and we'll bring him back. One thirty hits and we're just about ready to both of us are just like getting ready to doze off. And so, mm-hmm. and I had just taken like the hard drugs. I was like, oh, I'm pretty uncomfortable. So I took some oxy casual oxy. So I, so I popped an ox. You said it so uh, casually. And I needed the hard drug, so I took an oxy. Yeah. Then- <laughs> so when I'm like really fly, I'm like, really, like my ears, I remember my ears were like ringing. And I was like, this is weird. Probably shouldn't be on this shit much longer. Anyway, so a, a pediatrician busts through the door and she goes, hemophilia, blah, blah, blah. Brooks's penis won't stop bleeding. And we were like, what? And like, he needs to be rushed on to children's. And we were like, I'm sorry, what? What are you talking about? What the fuck is hemophilia? And mm-hmm. what, what do you mean his penis won't stop bleeding? And like, what are you talking about? And so like, I don't even know, but like, it was a time warp mm-hmm. from one thirty on and from one thirty PM on teams of doctors were rushing in and telling us that. Did they bring him back to you? Eventually. So they're coming in. They were still trying to figure out. They're still trying to f- how they could stop the bleeding. And they're also simultaneously getting in touch with children's to get the ambulance to Missouri, to Mobap, to pick him up and take him. Why couldn't they treat it at MOBAP? I feel like girl, I know what the fuck? Like, I mean, I guess because, you know, they have a NICU, but it's not maybe to the degree that in which children's can, which makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So, you know, I, I know. So the team of doctors are rushing. I, we had two pediatricians in there, my doctor, a whole shitload of nurses, NICU, whatever. And they're like, he needs to go to children's now the ambulance mm-hmm. is on its way. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to pack my stuff. How am I going to get down there? Am I going to ride in the ambulance with him? And they're like, you have to stay you here. Go. you just, yep. Yeah. So at this point, we weren't even a hundred percent sure that Brooks was going to make it through the night. Mm-hmm. We were so there was no def- definitive answer on if he was going to be okay. Cause they didn't know. And they couldn't, you know, as a medical professional, they are by law. They can't cannot, tell you. Yeah. yeah. Right. They can't sugarcoat shit. So Brian left with him. Brian followed the uh, ambulance. Mm-hmm. That was the most horrific experience I've ever been through in my life. And Rashida, mm-hmm. when I tell you that I would rather go through the, the loss of my mom over again than have to go through that, I would do that in a heartbeat. It's yeah. I mean, it makes sense because it's your kids, yep. but yeah. Yep. It's, yeah. Yep. That yep, I can feel that on a visceral level. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With every, yeah. Just, it's just like, it's like soul. Well, and it's almost. just, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't, 
there, your kid is born and you can't like, I cannot, I could not, I just said this to someone the other day and it sounds absolutely awful. Sorry, Ben, but who asked me this? Who the fuck was I talking to? Was it someone I was working with? I don't know. Someone was like, so you have a kid and like, you, you love your kid more than your husband. Right. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Sorry. It's like, absolutely. It's, so it's like it's a, a different, different love. love. It's a different it love. Is, it's like a primal primal like you will fucking do anything my husband is a self-sufficient man he is good my kids are not well and I it wasn't even that like I was just like I don't like this sounds really morbid this is gonna bother me like who the fuck I mean I've been in quarantine for (laughs) two weeks so who is I having this deep ass conversation with Jesus (laughs) When I had that 100 COVID fever, fever, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> hallucinating. You, your body but- left, your soul left your body <laughs> and you went up and you got your- <laughs> I did, but I was like, I could survive the loss of Ben. So that's so morbid, but this is a grief podcast. I yeah. could, it would suck. It yeah, would oh, yeah. suck. Like oh, it would yeah. suck. Oh yeah. But I could survive the loss of Ben. I could not survive the loss of child. I don't know how, like, I don't think like, I think every, like a piece of me would die and never, ever, ever be the same. Like, I don't, it's just different. It is. You're right. It is a different love, but it is like a heavier, like every, like talking about it. My stomach is like Uh like, every fiber of my being is is there to protect my kids. But anyways, yes, you you don't even. Yeah. I, I mean, I can say that like with having the miscarriage, you know, you know, I was only 12 weeks along, like, or I, I don't know how I could, I was 12 weeks along. You were 12. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it still sucks to this day to know, like, I could, like, well, I couldn't, there's no way I could have three. I do have three kids. It's just that one is in heaven, mm-hmm. but, but it just, it sucks. Cause I'll, I'll say things like now I'm like, Oh, all my kids are here. And I'm like, say that to Ellie and I'm, but in my heart, I'm like, Oh, all, th- all my kids are not here, you know, like this. Mm-hmm. anyway. So yeah, a little in, in that regard, like a little piece of us died for sure, but we were able right. to like, if, Oh God, it, this is also, you know, if, at that point when we were unsure if Brooks was going to make it like, that was just like, just, mm-hmm. that was, hor- hor- it was just horrific. It was horrible. It's not, yeah. You're, you don't want to lessen like a miscarriage. This isn't no. a, this isn't a wing. Like no, you don't want to lessen miscarriage. But I can say, I will say, I think that losing your live baby yes, that you would just be, yes. birthed Thank you. would be infinitely harder. So you're not saying like a miscarriage is like walk in the park because the baby wasn't real. Yes. That's not true. That's not true. hundred percent. your live baby that you carried for nine fucking, like, you know, like. I was too scared to be, say that. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm going to yeah. say it for you. And I, I think listeners will be okay with that, with this. Yeah. I'm not comparing them. I think they're different losses. Absolutely. Just like losing a dad or losing a grandparent. It's just different. Yes. They have. And I think they just have different weights. Yes. Like losing a grandparent has a different weight than losing your spouse. Like, you know, yes. Yeah, exactly. I think they have just different, they're different weights of loss. So at this point you, you, Brian is gone. Yeah. So Brian had to follow him. How long until you fucking get an update? Pretty, you know, Brian, they get, they get down there about like 20 minutes or so. I don't, I I don't think (laughs) they get down there in like 20 minutes or so. I don't know. You don't even know what time is at this point. Probably. No, I am still just like, they're like, Kara, like you need to stay back. I I was like, you know, I'm coming with you. And they're like, you can't, you just yesterday had a major surgery yesterday, you know, Kara, like you, yeah, exactly. And I was like, but the baby needs to stay with his mom. Like, that's what's most important. Like dad, will be there 
it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my fuck. So, you know, like maybe, maybe probably like an hour passed and like they're finally, like they were able to very quickly diagnose him with mm-hmm. hemophilia severe A, which mm-hmm. means that Brooks lacks a, a blood clotting factor. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know, which is like, this is an extremely rare disorder, genetic disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a blood disorder and it is, we will get genetic testing done. It is usually a gene that's passed down through the mother's side, or it can be a spontaneous mutation. We're thinking that it's most likely a spontaneous mutation because I've never heard of this in my life. My mom, I have a brother, I have nephews, I have Mm -hmm. boy cousins, like all on my mom's side, you know, like this is never, ever presented presented itself. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they're just thinking that it was because of that. And, you know, Brian asked, he's like, is it because Kara got the vaccine? And, you know, they were like, no, it's not that. (laughs) I mean, like you, you You don't ask. Yeah. 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 You don't know. It could be, it could be from who knows. It could be environmentally, You get, but you didn't, you were not. I got, I got it right before. Okay. Yeah. So not when I was pregnant, right, right before. Okay. And I mean, it's like, it could be, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's like, yeah. With all the questions surrounding like the vaccine and shit anyway, like who knows, but I think that's why Mm -hmm. it it popped up, but. Well, and then it's like, you had the, the weird antibody in your blood. So like I I can, I can, the questions are valid, valid questions. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that we like, yeah, is it, is that ant that, that antibody like, no, that has nothing to do with it. That was just a mm-hmm. separate, you know, thing on its own situation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So anyway, so it's most likely a spontaneous mutation and, and Ellie, if, and this will be a lot, this is a lifelong disorder that Brooks mm-hmm. will live with. And, you know, obviously us, and we, if it is genetic, then Ellie will carry the gene and she will, will have to have, we'll just have like light watching, like when she comes time for her period and, and stuff like mm, that. Okay. Menstruation. Okay. And but usually has, she has fallen and cut herself and stuff before. Right. And it, you, she's usually fine. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. No issues okay. there. No, doesn't bruise okay. easily or anything like that. So that's good. But usually it just only affects males and like what females can just be a carrier or it goes like, what, so like wildly undetective, like, because like when we talk about our periods, like we're like, oh, like I have a heavy, I have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. Wide set vagina. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't know, like, like I'm not, this is so sick, but like, I'm not like looking at your shit, you know, and you're not looking at mine. Right. So it's like, you don't, it's all subjective, like of what's heavy right. and what's not, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's goes really undetected in females or it can. So males, generally are the, are the ones who, who get it, but it's one in, or I'm sorry, it's happens in about 400 births a year. Mm, So it's like, yeah, it's like super duper rare, but what happens is that when you get a cut, when, when you bleed you, there Mm. are 12 clotting factors are like 12 stages that your blood goes through into clot starting at 12, 11 or yeah, 12, 11, 10, nine, eight, seven, mm-hmm. six, all the way down to one, which, which is where your blood has clot and the bleeding has stopped. Well, mm-hmm. Brooks is missing his factor eight. So he's missing that eighth stage where the blood. So that I so- think this is, I was telling you, my friend has factor five, which okay. I believe is means she's missing the fifth factor. Okay. Oh, it's clotting a, yeah. or something like that. I don't quote me, not a medical professional, Sarah, if you're listening, yeah. you can write, you can write in and tell us exactly how this goes. Right. But yeah. So I was telling you, I have a friend who like went undiagnosed for years and then yes. like it almost killed her. Cause she had like, it was weird that she had gone 21 years without yeah. like ever being diagnosed with this and played sports and all those things. And yep. then, yeah, now it's a huge part of her life and pregnancy journeys and all those things, but yeah. Yes. Anyways, so oh gosh. Yeah. 
Yeah. So he's missing the eighth factor. Yeah, exactly. So he went to children's and he got that, they were, he received that factor and he took it really well, was in the NICU for four days. So when I finally, like I stayed, I had to stay two nights at, in the hospital without him and, and, and by myself, Rashida, like people, I, I had people offering to come up, but I was just like, I just need, I just need to do this on my own. And I just oh, want to yeah. kind of wanted to be alone to process it and also be sure a hundred percent available for when phone calls were coming mm-hmm. through. It was children's mm-hmm. was calling mm-hmm. me. Brian was calling me other. And you know, poor whatever. Brian was just at children's by himself, like trying to, yeah, oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Trying. He has a, yeah, a wife who was split open and then he has to go. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was, oh, it was goodness. really, it was really, really tough, really mm-hmm. tough for us. So it was like a separate, like a different, I don't know what seventh level of hell. I don't know to be laying there mm-hmm. and hearing other babies cry uh, from the rooms. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that because mm-hmm. typically when you're in the postpartum room, like you have your own baby, like, so you're mm-hmm. not, you're not, I have, I don't remember hearing any other babies cry. Cause mm-hmm. I had my own baby that I was like focused on. So right. Really, yeah. 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 And like his empty bassinet in the room too. Like uh, my, they couldn't take it, that out. Jesus she finally, Christ. She finally did. Cause she kept telling me, she was like, take the stuff out of the bed, ba- take the diapers, take all the stuff. This is all yours. And I like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, did you do it? And I was like, no, I gotta do that. I gotta do that. And she's like, do it. Cause I'm going to take this out. So yeah. she was like, so we have more room to walk around and stuff. She was just being nice, but like, uh, so it doesn't like kind of got triple, you know, constant yes. reminders. You're like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. So I finally busted out of Mobab. I was like, I'm not taking any more, no more oxy. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, just give me that. Mama's that Motrin. gotta go. Yeah. yeah. And IB. That and Motrin, Tylenol. Yes. Let's, let's Every roll. four hours. Let's go. Let's go. Yep. I made sure I ate a good breakfast, showered myself, got, did my hair and, and like got dressed and I was sw- so swollen. Oh my God. I was so fucked. Did I show you my ankles? I did. You did. And my friend Melanie was also really swollen. I, for some reason, was never swollen afterwards, but she was really swollen too. Oh, did she have a C? No. Oh, okay. I I didn't know it was (laughs) because I had a C. No, but she had like a, like her induction took like three fucking days. So like maybe she just had like extra fluids, but I don't know, but she, Ooh. yeah, she was real. I, cause I told her, I was like, Kara was, she goes, were you swollen? I was like, no, nah, but Kara was. Yeah. <laughs> swollen. Oh, it was horrible. It was so swollen. It like hurt. And they like, they're like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you have edema. And I'm like, what? <laughs> or whatever that's like, I got enough going on. Yeah. So yeah, I shoved my pregnant ass fucking, not my pregnant. Oh my God. My Your swollen post, ass. Post, my, yeah. Yeah. My postpartum ass legs and some leggings and like, oh, just roll me out of here. Let's go. He, Brian picked me up at the Starbucks and we raced the fuck down to children's. And I was just like, do you say he picked you up at the Starbucks? Oh no. Picked me up and brought me a Starbucks. Oh, I was like, you walked from Mobab to Starbucks. Like what the fuck? Oh dear. No, 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 no. I no, <laughs> no. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I could no, 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 no. Okay. He picked you up some Starbucks yeah. and then you left. And then me, yes. and then me. Yeah. Yeah. Bless. So bless him for that Starbucks. But, yes. um, yeah. So hospital coffee is me. Oh yeah. I don't even, oh no, it's not. Not good. But anyway, so yeah, then we get down to children's and, you know, finally like back together and he was there for a couple of days. And then, and then like, and so then we were both on this, another grieving journey. And was Brian, did he stay at children's with him that whole time? Like, what did he do? Yeah. So he was there for like 99% of the time he, he did end up coming. They were like, listen, 
you got to go home, go home, get a good night's sleep. You got to be good you gotta, for yeah. yourself. So that way you mm -hmm. can take care of your wife and your baby, yep. your baby's in the best care. You're, he's fine. Just go home and sleep. There's like, you know, mm -hmm. the hospital rooms, there's no real good place to sleep. For, so yeah. yeah. And so he did, he went, he did go home. It was like two, three in the morning when I was back up there at like 8am. So, I mean, mm -hmm. he was like, you know, came home and got Ellie snuggles and like, I don't know, it's just something about those little kids. They just have something so healing about like daddy, you know, healing in their words and healing in their hugs. It's just, mm -hmm. oh, it's, it's so, so fulfilling. Yeah. Like when they say like, I'm sorry. Like when they see that you're sad and they're like, mommy, I'm sorry. Oh, like that is, yeah. Like that is pure. Yeah, it is. You're so right. And it just makes everything better. Yeah. So, yeah. So he was able to get those hugs and, but uh, you're like, Ugh. yeah, I'm just like, Anyway, so we get down to children's and then, you know, and then we end up meeting like his hematologist and like all of this is like super foreign to us. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we are very blessed or lucky, you know, I don't know how you want to word it or how I want to say it, but like, you know, like we have been very fortunate, I guess, to like never have to be confronted with a, with a serious medical issue in our mm -hmm in any of our lives, like not with each other and not with Ellie. So like mm -hmm. what we have a team of hematologists, you have all these hopes and dreams for your child. And, you know, Brian was like, yes, now I have a son we're going to play hockey and do all this stuff. And they're like, well, he can't really play hockey, you know, like, he, so the good thing is, is that mm. we, we don't have to keep Brooks in a bubble. He doesn't have to live in a bubble. This is a very manageable disorder due to the marvels of modern medicine. Medicine, this medicine mm -hmm. that he's on. And we chose to do this, start it right away, just because we have a toddler. I'm just, it just made us feel better. And it's this medicine called Hem Libra and he gets it an injection in his leg. We give it mm -hmm. to him. It's a, it's a mm -hmm. shot and he is able to, it helps. It basically acts as a bridge between factors seven and nine. So mm -hmm. when he does bleed, which he has already, cause he scratched himself like, and, and he's going to, Sweet uh -huh. Jesus, he's going to, yeah. yes, exactly. love to try to kill themselves. Yeah, I know. I know. So now he's glove boy, but mm -hmm. you know, he's got to wear those little baby mittens all the time, which yeah. is fine. Like, he, you know, but, but I, the one time he didn't have them on, he scratches, scratches shit out of his face. And it was like, it was like very shocking. And was like, I can almost kind of for kind of forget that he has hemophilia until that happened. And I like had like almost a nervous breakdown and oh, goodness. yeah. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like I forgot. It's like, this is real. This is real. Okay, listeners, obviously there is way more to the Kara story and Brooks and all of the things. And obviously we want to know the good stuff yeah. about Brooksy boy. So we're going to pause here and hit you up with a part two. So welcome back, Kara. Part two will come in two weeks. Reminder, we are now releasing episodes every other week. Sorry, we've been all over the place. <laughs> we're, still, we're, trying to, we're still trying to get it together, you know? We're still trying to get our lives yeah. together. Some of us had a baby. Some of us had COVID. <laughs> Anyways, some of us is me. I had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so some of us is we, me. I had a baby. And yes. like, here's the other thing. Like we made it like the, when Rashida, when you and I decided to do this podcast, we're like, listen, this is going to be fun. We're not trying mm -hmm. to like stress out about like we were, we rolled out with hella episodes, hot and heavy. Yes. We sacked them to you. You guys are still trying to catch up, which is tight. Great. Yes. Catch up. We're seeing, we're seeing you guys catching up weekly yeah. and we love it. Yes. So we think a bi-weekly cadence works for us and it subsequently works for you. Yes. Yes. So we will be back with baby Brooks part two <laughs> next week. 
All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast. When times get tough, just remember, you're a badass bee and you got this, mama. Whoop.